Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Beyond the Self podcast. I am Africa and I really want to start by in real time wishing you a very, very happy and prosperous new year. We are officially in 2023 and maybe you're listening to this far into the future so we we might already be past 2023 but I just wanted to take a moment and acknowledge this new season that we're all stepping into. Um, I had a very nice New Year's Eve. I was with my very, very close girlfriends, Fido, Zena, Ella. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for making it such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful evening. I actually had a very personal ritual of spending New Year's Eve alone by myself. And it's something that's felt very good, actually, since I left my long-term relationship in 2017. I have been spending New Year's Eve by myself since then. Actually, bar one, I think 2019, I entered that year um, at my friend Joey's and that was that was so lovely, but there's always been something that I've really just deeply valued about being alone and there's no pressure. I can set my intentions. I can just sleep if I want to. I often have like a tea-related ritual of course, tea has to be fucking involved in some way. (laughs) Um, But this year, it was very nice to just be like, okay, should we do something? And then to plan it, and then it happens. Um, So it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I love those women with all that I am. So yeah, I had a very good New Year's Eve. And I'm someone that doesn't put too much pressure on things like this. I, I think what I appreciate is how symbolic it is, but I'm not a new year, new me type of person overwhelming myself with goals. I I don't think I've ever really been like that. Of course, I've set resolutions in the past and quickly forgotten those resolutions. So for the past four years, what I personally do, and I'm sure a lot of people do this too, I just have a guiding word for the year. And for the past two years, a word that has always, always seen me through is simplify. Simplify. And it's a word that I'm taking into my year as well in 2023. And also for me, discipline is a word that I'm taking into 2023 with me and beyond. Um, But it feels good. It feels good. Something very futuristic about knowing and saying out loud that we are in 2023, but I wonder what it's going to be like in a few years time. And, you know, I'm 30 years old now, so I feel very grounded in who I am as a human being that has been on the planet for 30 years. Um, I feel very grounded in myself as a woman, very grounded in my voice, very grounded in my, just in my own existence and whatever the fuck that means to me. So yeah, it feels lovely. It feels lovely. And listen, if you listened to the previous episode, you will know that I said we're doing a part two on how to have difficult conversations. If you haven't listened to episode 40, run to it as soon as you can, because it landed so well with most of you. Um, So I really want you 
to know that we're still going to be doing that. However, it's going to be coming maybe next week or the week after that because I did want to have this reflection episode. But even if it's not the new year anymore or you feel like, ah, oh, not, not another fucking reflection episode on someone's podcast, it's not going to just be about that. As you can see by the title, one of the main things that I'm going to be talking about is the importance of rejecting urgency culture in general, but in the context of when a new year begins or when you reach a certain period of life, usually when people reach a certain age, you know, 30 is also one of those ages, but maybe for you it's 40 or 50 or 60 or 20 or 25, whatever the fuck the details are for you. I thought it would be a good time to speak about the importance of rejecting urgency culture. So I wanted to bring this episode forward and then we can do the part two of how to have hard conversations. Um, So I'm very much looking forward to that. And you know what? For me, I'm not recording on Sunday as I normally do because I ended up having so many tech issues and couldn't record when I wanted to. So today is the day that I'm doing it. So if you were expecting this episode on a Monday, just pretend it is Monday when you're hearing this and everything will be fine. Um, And I'm actually just finishing packing because tomorrow in about 10 hours, I'll be flying to Costa Rica and I'm so fucking excited about that. I'm going to be there for a couple of weeks. I'm going to be writing my book. I will share all of the things, but I'm digressing. I wanted to make sure that this conversation is something that I had as soon as possible because around this time, a lot of people feel the pressure you know what? It usually starts with people feeling like they need to be really excited about the new year or even before that people feeling like they have to be very excited about Christmas and everything that is happening because it's the festive period and we're entering a new season. You don't have to do or feel or be anything. If it felt like a normal day for you, as it kind of did for me on Christmas, I didn't wake up super excited or the days before it. It was wonderful that I got to spend time with my family and we ate some lovely food, but I had other things happening. I had other things on my mind. It just felt like a really nice day, but I didn't feel so festive. And if you felt that way too, that's absolutely fine. And if you feel a similar thing about the new year, but with a different added pressure on top, then I think you will appreciate the conversation that we're going to be having today. And something that I wanted to share was that For me, my new year actually begins in February because January is so pressurized. It feels like you have to have so many goals, so many things that you're aiming for. What do you want to achieve? This has to be the year that you drop all of your shit and become successful. And even though we hear those messages around you not having to set any goals, it's almost like there's still an air of pressure. You feeling like you need to change something. And listen, the, this is a self-development, self-improvement podcast. And a big part of my work as a mentor, as a consultant, as a coach is to support people in elevating their lives in some way. Yet I still believe that we don't have to be chasing constant refinement, constant upgrading, 
constant trying to be better by overproducing and doing so much. I, I think there are different ways and kinder ways to be able to meet yourself at the level that you really want to be at. So I know what it can be like around this time where there's so much urgency and feeling like you need to do and be and have all of these things. Um, so for me personally, my year starts in February. I see January as more of a, um, I see it as more of an adjustment period. I'm just adjusting to everything that has been happening, actually reflecting in a very embodied way what the past year has been like, even the smallest details. Who have I spent time with? Who have I spent most of my time with? How have they made me feel? Um, what made me feel good last year? What didn't make me feel so good? What went right in my business, for example? What didn't work so well? What did, what would I like to do differently? I think January is me just reflecting on all of those things instead of trying to do so much and trying to uh, transform every single aspect of my life in that month. So February is when I tend to feel like, okay, I'm getting into the rhythm of being in a new year. I have a clear idea of some of the things that I want to do. Um, so if you needed a little bit of a permission slip to just hang back a little bit, take, take, <laughs> take that as my permission slip to say your year can start in February or March or whenever the fuck you decide that it does. Okay. Um, and what I wanted to do in this episode, I it's not me telling you what to do, but it's me talking about the importance of rejecting urgency culture by sharing some of the things that I am going to be doing personally and also just riffing out loud with you as well. One of the things that I want to make sure that I do this year in order to reject urgency culture and any kind of external pressure is to honor my own timeline. There is so much beauty in honoring your own timeline. And here's the thing, you can do that while also making sure that you're not avoiding the discomfort that comes with doing something new, with finally following through with the things that you said you were going to do. Because I know that a lot of us are planners. We plan, plan, plan. And especially the kind of people that listen to this podcast, I, I know you. I can see you right now. There's a, there's a look of recognition on your face. We are planners. We are idea generators, but the execution and the following through part can be very hard. <laughs> it can be very hard, especially when procrastination rears its head, when perfectionism rears its head, when some kind of discomfort begins to show up because you can see that this might actually work and you're not prepared for what that looks like. And we're going to have that conversation when we talk about the truth of the fear of success, but you can still honor your own timeline and make sure that you're looking out for those self-sabotaging behaviors. So for me, I want to honor my own timeline. When I think of that word that I referred to earlier, simplify, that's what that reminds me to do. Anytime I feel the urge to push myself in a way that doesn't feel natural, because here's the thing, I do like a little bit of pressure. I like feeling uncomfortable. I like feeling stretched, but 
Sometimes you know when things don't feel as natural as they could because you're doing something that is out of integrity because you might be doing something from a place of comparison and proving and not because you're actually grounded in what you're trying to do. So you can still look out for all of those things while honoring your own timeline. Something that I've always said to myself, um, even when I was starting my own business, when I started to really get into the groove of being a CEO of my company and working with the amount of people that I do, and even just my visibility growing in the way that it has, there's been so many offers to do different things. There's been many different suggestions, suggestions from me and other people, so many projects that I've tabled, so many ideas that I've been close to executing but didn't, And the thing that has been driving some of the decisions that I've made from a very grounded place is realizing that I'm in this for the long haul. There is no rush. I'm not on anyone else's time. If it takes me five years and 10 years or even 15 years to actually do something specific, then it takes as long as it takes. If it takes me a little bit more time to get into the groove of my business, to earn at the level that I want to earn at, I always told myself I am in it for the long haul. There is no rush. And at the same time, I can spot my own bullshit. I can see when I'm delaying. I can see when I'm telling myself that, oh, I'm in it for the long haul. That's why I'm not ready. And to be like, Africa, actually, that's a fucking lie. It's because you're afraid of what will happen when that thing is out there. You're afraid of the responsibility that will come with that success. You're afraid of the pressure of the expectations people will have of you. So you're dressing it up as you just being mindful and honoring your own timeline, but it's something else. So I I call myself out when I need to, yet I will still honor my own timeline. Sometimes it is just not the right time, but you can still move the needle forward in some shape or form. So for me, 2023 and beyond, whether it's it becomes year 24, 25, 26, 27, and so on, I will never, ever allow myself to disengage from that mindset of understanding that I am in this for the long haul. There is no rush especially when it comes to cultivating my voice and my mission and refining my ideas and doing the work that I need to do, there is no rush. If I ever get the nudge, which I rarely do, of feeling like I need to constantly share something on social media, I need to constantly be visible so people don't forget about me. Or if you have that, because a lot of the people that I work with, even people that are hyper visible, people that are very well known, they are driven by this thing of feeling irrelevant, of thinking that they need to be there every single day, otherwise people will forget. That's scarcity. And it's a, it happens on a very subconscious level because Outside looking in, they love to be on social media. They love to share. They love to be present because they have things that they want to talk about, right? But when you look beneath, one of the things that could be driving that behavior is because they feel like if they step back, if they step back, people will forget about them. It's because somewhere along the way, they dropped the mindset and the knowing that they are in it for the long haul. 
what is yours will always be yours. And yes, you can still balance that that insight and self-understanding with actual action of realizing that if you are in business, if you are in the work of ideas, if you are someone that has a platform, yes, you do have to be present in some way, but you can do it in your own way and you can do it on your own terms without stepping out of integrity. And I'm always reminding myself that. For example, and I'll use a very specific example. This year, well, last year now, um, I haven't really shared much on social media. And I am very, I've always been so intentional about what I share, when I share, and how I do it. For the past six years, I've been very consistently showing up on social media, sharing my insights, allowing my voice to develop out loud, changing my mind about things, questioning things. My work has evolved in in the most wonderful ways and I've done it out loud on social media, but I have never forced myself to share. I've never forced myself to be omnipresent. If something doesn't feel right, and I'm not talking about me just not feeling like it, so not not doing that, because I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm very business-minded. I'm someone that values education and the role that I do play as an educator on some level. I value all of those things. So I do understand that it's not always about my feelings, right? But at the same time, I will never force myself to do something that doesn't feel true. I will never allow myself to buy into this idea that me not sharing means I'm suddenly irrelevant. No, no. The work that I do needs time and attention and intentionality. So you have to be mindful of um, those sort of thought pathogens that just make you believe that you have to be doing certain things in order to be uh, validated and seen and respected. But at the same time, the actions you're taking mean that you're, you're really unfulfilled. You're not fulfilled because you're being driven by scarcity. So you can honor your own timeline and do things in your own way without being passive. Please remember that. Please remember that. So this year, last year, I'm still getting used to this transition. Last year, 2022, I didn't post as much because behind the scenes, it was much more important for me to research and I'm also writing a book. So I want to test my ideas. I want to refine them. I want to speak to people behind the scenes. I want to speak to my audience privately through email or DMs. I want to um, put out thought provoking questions and then see what people are saying. And that can inform my ideas and some of the things that I want to explore. And that has required me to be more silent. It has required me to be in observation mode. And I have been in absolute bliss living in that space. You know why? Because I'm in this for the long haul. I don't need to be showing up doing dances that I don't want to do on TikTok or doing uh, things just so I'm relevant. I I don't need to be doing any of that because I'm very serious about what I'm here to actually do. So there will be times where I'm not there and that is okay. And I'm so lucky that I've cultivated an audience that understands that because they're also people that value honoring your own timeline. And I know that you're also one of those people. So I really invite you to do that in 2023, but do not be fucking passive. 
This is not a permission slip to be passive. It's a permission slip to honor your own timeline without honoring your bullshit. Okay. All right. Let's have a, let's have a sip of tea for that one. (laughs) Mm. Something else that I am going to be doing in 2023, and this is more on a, on a more practical level, actually. I'm really going to make sure that I'm not paying too much attention to what other people are doing. And why I say this is practical is because I've been thinking about where I, where do I really hang out? I know where I hang out in my day-to-day life and the people that I see, to be honest, I mainly hang out at home. (laughs) I'm a huge homebody and I love my sanctuary. I love my space Every day that I wake up, I express just immediate unconscious gratitude for my home. Um, and I, I'm, I'm always here. I invite people here. I will feed my friends and we'll sit down on the floor and we'll share some tea and we'll talk for hours. So I'm usually always home. So that's a physical space that I spend a lot of my time in. But I also love going for a beautiful lunch, dinner or breakfast. I, I just love being in beautiful spaces, Right. So I know where I am physically and the people that I'm with and what I'm doing, but another area where I spend a lot of my time is social media. A big part of my work is sharing my ideas, but not just behind the scenes and with my clients and when I do events, it's on social media. So I need to make sure that I'm cultivating and curating that space so that it actually supports my long-term goals and it also supports my day-to-day life. So culling my following list is what I'm referring to as the most practical thing that I'll be doing. And I do this every year. To be honest, I do it maybe every couple of months to make sure that I'm following people that actually nourish me, people that I find to be inspiring. Also, sometimes I won't follow people that, um, it it might even be people that I admire, but maybe our work is too similar And because I'm a writer and an idea generator, I know that, you know, it's very rare that anyone has a very original idea, but I like to make sure that I am trying my very best for my ideas to be original and unique to me, right? So I think because so many things soak in, you can find yourself maybe starting to imitate someone's voice, someone's speaking style, the language someone uses. I've never found this to be the case for me and my work, but you never know what can happen on the subconscious level. So some people who I can admire, I might end up actually muting them on Instagram, especially when I'm writing and as I'm writing my book right now, just so I can make sure that I'm focusing on my own voice, my own creations, and not accidentally adopting someone else's way of doing things. So on a practical level, that's something that I would suggest, even if you're not someone that creates in the way that I do or shares in the way that I do, what you can take from this is the importance of not paying too much attention to what other people are doing. Focus on creating. We consume so, so much, so much. Focus on creating or just surrounding yourself with people that offer different things. For example, I might, I, I, basically don't follow any coaches or anyone in that industry, because I'll be very honest, it doesn't interest me as much in terms of what other people's work is, but I follow people that are scientists. I follow people that are artists, people that are 
very committed to mastering their craft and just have something unique and interesting to say. And I find that to be deeply inspiring, not just on a personal level, but also it inspires me to do better work. So that's something that I would recommend for you as well. Again, even if you're not a creator, even if you're not someone that puts their ideas out there publicly, just curate who you're following. And sometimes you might realize that you've outgrown the people you were following. And I I might even be included in that. Maybe my message resonated at some point on social media, but maybe now it doesn't so much. So you find that you're not really resonating in the same way. I invite you to unfollow. It's something practically that you can really, really do. And it makes a difference because our digital home is where we now spend a lot of our time, whether we like it or not. So you have to value it in the same way that I would hope you do your real life relationships with people. So that's something that I will be doing, just going through who am I following? What do they offer? How does it make me feel? I don't want to follow people that make me feel angry or people that intimidate me, but I feel like I have to follow them because we've met in person or it's just, no, no, it's nothing personal. You have to, or maybe it is personal and that's fine. Um, but you just have to create your environment because it does on a subconscious level, you would never realize it consciously for the most part, but on a subconscious level, it really does make some kind of impact on your overall well-being and your process of creation and thinking and generating new ideas and expressing yourself. So that is very, very important. And it's one of the recommendations I make to my friends and to my clients and to myself as well. And one of the other things that I will put forward in terms of what I will be personally doing to disengage from urgency culture, but to just also create an environment that feels good for me is that I'm going to come back to that word. Really, this idea of simplifying is huge because simplifying to me is the, what's the word, antithesis of urgency culture right? Because urgency culture tells us that we need more, that we need to do more, that we need to have more. Even when we're dressing everything up as, oh, just rest, self-care, you find yourself doing even more. The to-do list gets longer. You can simplify. And this is how I think of it because I am someone that has high standards. I have high standards for myself. I have high standards for my clients. I will always hold you as your most powerful self. And generally speaking, I do have high standards. I like nice things. I'm a very simple person, but I like nice things. I do like comfort. I do like ease, but I also like discomfort. (laughs) Okay. Multiple things can and do exist at the same time. But what I'm talking about here is something that I really also started to take on board. I would say when I got sober, I think I, I started to take a lot of these mindsets on board simplify and go deeper. You don't have to try and change five things at the same time. Drop it to focusing on doing one thing very well, which is where the deeper part comes in. Simplifying is going to be a big, big, big part of my life in 2023 and beyond because I have a lot of things that I want to do. I have a lot of big 
wonderful, audacious, bold things that I want to do and will do. But I also acknowledge that I don't have to do them all at the same time. I can do one thing very fucking well and go very deep with it and gain my confidence and be grounded in who I am and what I am doing and then move on to the next thing instead of trying to do every single thing at the same time and then become overwhelmed and then end up burnt out and then end up self-sabotaging and then and then and then and fucking then. So you can simplify and go deeper. Even in my relationships, I love meeting new people. I really do. And just because of the way my work is and my profile and the people that I meet, I meet a lot of people. But I value my closest relationships. Now and again, I do meet people that instantly would just click and we go deep and I want this person in my life and I will nurture that relationship. But it can be overwhelming trying to be deep with so many people. So I just personally don't do it. I want to nurture my existing relationships and go deeper. This is where the simplifying and going deeper comes in. In, when I think about my interpersonal relationships. And maybe this is something you can also do. Look at the people that are currently in your life, whether it's one person or two people, three people, or a handful of people. Instead of trying to look at, um, and I'm not saying don't form new connections because of course that's a wonderful thing. Of course that is important. But look at the people that you have in your life that maybe you could nurture the relationship that you have with them more and go deeper in those relationships. Really have your roots intertwined where you know each other, where you know that if you're having a hard time, you know that these people will be there for you. You know that they can hold your vulnerability, but they can also hold your power and your glory and you can do the same for them. So for me, I don't want to be looking at what's new and shiny. I want to nurture. I even made a list uh, and I, I titled it. I'm looking at it right now on my documents. I named it my nurture list. And I wrote a list of the people that are already in my life or even some new connections that I feel there's something really wonderful here. And I want to make sure that I nurture those relationships. And for me, that's part of my process of simplifying and going deeper. And I invite you to try that. I really, really do. Um, And one of the last things that I will share with you in terms of what I am doing, and by the way, even if it doesn't seem like it, All of these things I'm talking about are a big part of rejecting urgency culture. The culture that says you need to be meeting so many people. You need to be out there and doing this and blah, blah, blah. You can still put yourself out there, okay? And still be very intentional about where your energy is going. Who gets to experience you? What people do you want to experience? Making sure that your life is actually spacious enough to be able to give time to people. So it does require you to simplify. It really, really does. And even as I say that word, I can just feel my body relaxing because for me as a person, that is what I need. I don't want to do it all. I don't want to be here, there and everywhere. I want to be very intentional. And if it means, you know, having less people around me, but deeper connections, then that's exactly what I will do. And that's exactly what I love. That's just who I am as a person, actually. Um, 
I would rather just have that level of simplicity. I don't need to do too much. I really don't need to do too much. And I really don't need much. I, but again, I have very, very high standards and I have no plans of dropping them anytime soon. <laughs> but I really don't need much and I don't need to do too much either. So please take this as an opportunity to just look at the people that you have in your life and just think about even a few relationships that you would like to pour more into without overexerting yourself in any shape or form. And the last thing that I will put forward in terms of what I will be doing and really stepping into this year and beyond is something that I am pretty much um, talking about now, but I just want to bring it to the forefront in a, in a clearer way, is that if there's anything the past year or past couple of years has told me is the importance of adjusting your expectations adjusting your expectations without lowering your standards. Mm. Let me say that again. Adjusting your expectations without lowering your standards. I have seen the importance of this time and time and time again, whether it's in romantic relationships, platonic friendships, with family, with clients, with um, business partners, with project partners, with things that I'm invited to do, even with strangers, even with myself, especially with myself. I have realized that lowering my standards is not something that I will ever do. And at the same time, I am willing to adjust my expectations because sometimes your expectations are unreasonable. What you expect from yourself and other people, sometimes it is just unreasonable. As a self-aware person, it is so important to be able to use your discernment. It's important to be able to say, actually, I'm expecting way too much from this person. They've shown me by how they behave, how they speak. They're showing me who they are, yet I'm still expecting them to behave in this way. So I need to adjust my expectations, but I will not lower my standards. Maybe it just means that I'm not in relationship with this person. Maybe it just means now I know where I stand with this person. And that's something that I've really had to be like, huh, okay, now I know. Now I know. And it doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make me good. It just means now I know. So I can adjust my expectations accordingly, but it just reminds me that, okay, my standards are my standards and I value them. And I understand that they're not unreasonable in any shape or form. It's just that I've had certain expectations of people and they haven't been able to meet them. And that's fine, but it just means now I have new information and that information allows me to make decisions accordingly, right? So this has been a big lesson for me and you can take that and apply it into your life as you need to and because only you know the details of your life, right? But that has been a big lesson for me to be reminded that my standards are my standards. Everyone has to gets to have their own standards, right? But you need to have enough self-awareness to know when you need to adjust your expectations. And a big part of pushing back against urgency, culture, and pressure, feeling like you need you need to be and do 
all of these things all at once before you're 30, when you're 30, by the time you're 40, just adjust your expectations of yourself. What are you expecting from yourself? Are you expecting to have it all figured out right now? Are you expecting to be at the top of the game, at the top of your game rather, when you're at the beginning of your game, which is something that I always say to my perfectionists out there. (laughs) Because we expect ourselves to have it all fucking figured out when we're doing it for the first time or second time or third time, fourth time. When repetition is power, but we're not allowing ourselves to repeat it enough because we expect it to be perfect. Adjust your fucking expectations. What a beautiful gift to give to yourself. So watch out for those moments where your expectations could be um, adjusted a little bit without you having to be out of integrity, without you needing to do something that will make you end up being resentful. That's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about increasing your self-awareness, giving yourself space and time reminding yourself that there is no rush. You don't need to rush other people either. You don't need to force other people to behave in a way that is not natural to them. And you don't have to accept being forced to behave in a way that is not natural to you. So you don't have to lower your standards, but you can absolutely adjust your expectations accordingly. And that has been a huge lesson for me in the past couple of years. And it will continue to be a lesson that is in constant refinement as we step into the next year and beyond. So I really hope all of that has been helpful. And if anything has resonated, please tell me what that thing is. Whether you want to send me an email, you can send it at hello at africabrook.com or you can send it to me on LinkedIn or social media. Take a little screenshot of you listening to this and tag me on your stories. I always appreciate that. So I can also say hello. Um, You can send me a voice note. Next year, this year, this year, this year, this year, Africa, this year, 2023. This year, because I'm going to be much more active again on social media because I've had my hibernation period. There is so much that I want to share with you. So, so much. It means that I will have more space and time to also engage. So when you send me your messages or voice notes, if I haven't responded, you can feel free, but please use your own discernment too. Send me a little nudge if it's something that I've missed, but you really want me to listen to it. You can absolutely, I give you permission to send me a little nudge to say, hey, Africa, just wanted to know if you've seen this. Um, because this past year, I haven't had much time. I've been writing my proposal, setting the foundation for the book that I'm going to be writing in the next year. Um, but now I have more space and more time. I'm going to be more present. So please do share any insights that you have with me because they're very helpful. And if there's something that you do want me to talk about, please let me know what that is. Right. Um, and for those of you, oh, I'm very excited about this. For those of you that are going to be joining me in my eight week group experience, it's a live virtual group experience called Courage Over Conformity. I am so fucking excited that you have chosen me as your guide, honestly, honestly. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I am going to link all of the details in the show notes. You can still sign up. We begin 
on the 26th of January, eight weeks together, live sessions every single week. And we have a community in between, um, a private community. (sighs) This is going to be huge. It's going to be huge because it's been a little while since I have had a private group program for people. And I wanted to make sure that the next time that I did it, I was very, very specific and intentional about the type of person that I wanted to be in the group. So this is going to be for people that are just done conforming, people that are done self-censoring, people that have ideas and things that they want to put out there, but they're finding that the the current climate, whether it's your own internal climate or the external climate, is making them shrink their ideas, is making them shrink their voice. You might be a very confident and outspoken person, but suddenly you're finding yourself self-censoring. You're finding yourself only agreeing with things that have been decided are acceptable. You're finding that you're monitoring and policing your own language. You're finding that your creativity is now at a standstill. You're in a creative rut because of it. You're someone that actually wants to activate their voice and you want to do it in a really fucking bold way. And you know that there's going to be a little bit of pushback maybe, but you want to have the courage to withstand that. This is going to be for that kind of person. And it's a very intimate group. There's going to be at most 20 people because I want to get to know every single person in the room. And you're also going to get a private session with me, which you can use at any point six months from the program, you'll be able to say, Africa, I'm ready to have that one hour call. Let's get on the phone. Let's get on video and then we'll do it. Okay. But read all of the details and send in your application. Yes, it is by application. And if you're thinking I'm not fucking applying, then you're probably not the right person for this because I want to make sure that every single person that is going to be in there is someone that is bold, is someone that doesn't get easily swayed or offended, is someone that is willing to disagree with people even when their voice is fucking shaking. It's someone that has... I'm a... <laughs> I, I can feel myself tingling a little bit when I'm thinking about this because we need people that want to be mavericks. We need people that are daring. We need people that are willing to push back against this culture and say, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I have big work to do. I want to have the difficult conversations. I want to use my voice in an intentional way. Even if there are people out there that don't like it, I want to build a community from that truly authentic voice and not authentic in a fluffy way, the kind of authenticity that feels uncomfortable. But on the other side of that, there's a deeply personal freedom and there's a grounded confidence that comes from it. But you also have to learn to be a better communicator, which is going to be a big part of this program. You will learn to be a better communicator on a very practical level too. Um, so anyway, anyway, now I'm getting on my soapbox, go to the show notes or just go onto my website, africabrook.com and you will see private group experience. You will read all of the details and then see if you think you are the right fit for this. And even if you feel a little bit of resistance, but you know that this is for you, send in your application ASAP and I will have a look at it myself and we can have a conversation, right? Um, 
but I'm very, very, very excited to be working with you in whatever capacity, even if it's just through you listening to this podcast, you sharing my work, um, you continuing the conversations that I have here. That means the absolute world to me. It really does. So if you can't work with me privately, that's fine. We can do it through these musings. Okay. I don't make these podcasts for myself. Well, I kind of do, but they're mainly, (laughs) they're mainly for you. I am sharing my intellectual property with you because I think it's important. I don't want to hoard any knowledge, but at the same time, you don't have to take what I say hook, line and sinker. I am not some kind of guru. I'm not some kind of expert that's beyond critique or questioning. I'm just putting ideas on the table and you see what works, what resonates and what doesn't. And hopefully you can start to cultivate your own voice and your own ideas and put them out there. Okay. That is why I do what I do. It is not about me. And that's a mindset that also allows me to continue doing my work. Africa, it is not about you. When I feel uncomfortable, I remind myself, Africa, it is not about you. When I get scared to share something, which happens now and again, I tell myself, Africa, you have bigger work to do. All right. Um, So I hope, I really hope that you get something from anything that I put out. And I'm sure you do. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Um, So thank you so much for your time and for your attention. And if you haven't rated this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please just take a little second to do that now. Um, Please, it makes a huge difference. It really, really does. And every time that I see the little number go up bit by bit um, of the people that have rated the podcast, I'm always so grateful. It's a small action that has profound meaning for me. Um, and it allows for other people to see that there's actually some value here, which also means a great deal. So thank you so much. It is now 1am. I am off to bed and then I am up in about six hours so I can finish packing and head to the airport. I will be in Costa Rica for the next couple of weeks, as I said, writing, Um, which I'm very, very excited about to just hit the ground running with this book. And I will be keeping you very much in the loop with all of that because there's some very exciting things that I'm going to be doing in the next year. Um, And, you know, I feel all tingly when I think about it, but it's going to be stretching me in a way that I haven't been stretched before. And I am going to have to kind of put my own bullshit in the backseat and say, Hey, I'm, I'm taking over. Okay. Um, so I'm very excited to be sharing all of that with you. And the Substack is going to be launching at the end of January. I can't wait to be writing in long form again and to have a more private community when, where we can meet up and then the book club will be coming and the YouTube is going to be launching. Some of you have been like, Africa, where's the YouTube that you promised? it's coming. It takes time to film these conversations that I'm going to be having with people. And it just reminds me again, there's no urgency. There is no rush. I do want to be in integrity with when I say I will do something. So I'm now just making sure that I don't prematurely share something unless I am absolutely ready to be like, here it is. (laughs) Um, But some things just naturally take time and ideas change, direction changes. So I'm honoring all of that. But the biggest thing for me is going to be honoring my own timeline without 
honoring my bullshit. And yeah, that's going to be a running theme in the conversations that we're having. But I really hope that you allow yourself to do the same should that be important to you. And again, I thank you for your time and for your attention. Please know that I do not take it for granted. And I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.